Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You Workplace Solutions podcast. This is your host, Natalina. Today, we have a little bit different of a format. About six weeks ago, I had the great honor of being interviewed on a platform by 1OC. They're a great nonprofit organization here in California. And I wanted to share that episode with you on how to manage and lead your teams remotely, especially during COVID-19 and during this pandemic that we have. So even though it's been two months, we're still in it. And who knows how much longer we're going to be in it. So definitely wanted to share this episode with you. Enjoy. Again, this is hosted by 1OC with the guest, yours truly, Natalina. My name is Kevin Pappas. I'm the training manager for 1OC. Um, For those of you that don't know what 1OC does, we are a management solutions organization where we support nonprofit success. So we do that by providing services to nonprofits and also companies. Uh, on the nonprofit side, we have training and organizational development. We have volunteer services. We do back office accounting and HR support. And then on our company side, we help companies with their volunteer programs, um, corporate social responsibility strategy, and everything in between. So um, I have Nada on the call with us, um, Nada as the founder and president of Rise Up For You, um, which is an educational and motivational company that focuses on enhancing culture and people development um, through teaching soft skills. So we're excited to have Nada. She has over 10 years of experience as a professor. She's a former executive of an education corporation, and she really does. She understands the importance of educating and empowerment and leadership um, as she works with her clients and speaks with audiences worldwide. Um, She's toured as a world singer, which I didn't know Nada until I was reading through your bio. Um, She also has a master's degree in educational leadership and has coached and mentored up to 50,000 different individuals around the world focusing on self-empowerment, career strategy, and leadership. Um, She's a TEDx speaker and has also spoken on a variety of events, including uh, the California Human Resource Conference and UCLA Extended Learning. So we're excited to have Nada today for this webinar. And kind of the format is going to be, I'm going to kind of be asking Nada questions. We'll be dialoguing. Um, And if you have questions throughout any of the conversation, feel free to put those in the chat box. I'll be kind of monitoring that. We'll have a time of Q&A, but we'll also pause intermittently through and, and ask some questions. So um, I'm going to go ahead and jump us in and kind of get us started. Now, if you wanted to share a little more about yourself and then we can get going on some of the questions. Yeah, I, th- I mean, you did a pretty good job. So <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you. you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's, it's an honor to be here. Very excited. Again, my name is Netta uh, Nasruddin with Rise Up For You. Very excited to just be here and share as much strategy and insight as possible so that you guys can be successful and engage your teams within the next month or so here while we are um, in quarantine with COVID-19. But no, Kevin, you did a great job. Again, just excited to be here and share with you some tips and strategies that I think can really serve and benefit everyone today. Awesome. Thank you, Netta. All right. So first, first kind of question, just to paint the context that we want to talk through, obviously we're talking about leading remotely. Everyone's kind of working from home under this course order. right now. what are, what are some key elements of managing a remote team? Can you paint us a high level picture? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I just want to say, Kevin, before we jump into to the whole remote thing, some of the things that I'm going to say really are necessary, even not being remote, and that we haven't put in place, such as systems. Um, and so I think that one of the big things that we see working with companies, even before COVID-19, is having systems that are put in place. And I think that this current situation is just heightening um, what we don't have in place and what we haven't um, built for our team, even when we're working, you know, in, in the workspace or, or within the uh, confined space. So the first thing that I would say is that we have to have a system for everything that's happening and that you're doing right now. So that's a system in defining exactly what it is that you want your team doing. So what are they doing? When are they doing it? What are some ways that they can do it working from home? Um, where can they get these resources from? So now more than ever, clarity is super important because they can't just walk across the hallway to their team and ask them a question. Um, they can't come into a meeting every single day and sit and jot notes with you guys. Now everything is done virtually. So in order to not have an inundated like email box and text messaging, you wanna try to be as clear as possible from the beginning and define these expectations. Um, the second thing is, is really having as much communication as possible and having a system for this communication. So what does that look like? Is it having Zoom meetings? Is it doing Google chat, right? Or Microsoft Teams and making sure that everybody knows where they're going in order to communicate effectively. One of the things that I really want everyone to think about during this time in managing a remote team is quality versus quantity. So try not to get too caught up with, oh, we need to work our eight hour shift every single day. Like one of the key elements of managing a remote team is adaptability and being able to modify and understanding that right now working that eight hour shift or that nine hour shift, it might not be realistic for most people because there's different elements that are now in place, such as having kids at home, right? Where when you go to work from nine to five, you don't have kids. Well, now some of your team members, most of your team members have kids that they have to figure out, okay, how do I work my eight hour shift and you know babysit my children and make sure that they're learning and that they're still going to school? There's a lot of different things. So I really want you to think about task versus hours. So not so you know, fixated on as is my team working 40 hours a week, but is my team completing these tasks that are, that are a necessity for us to continue to grow as a company and to move forward? And what are the tasks that need to be done for each division or each team and focusing on that? So this is where you're really gonna see how your employees or your team members work or even yourself. You might have team members that they complete their task in a matter of hours because they have quality behind their work. And you might have team members that take all 40 hours to do it, but really think more about the quality of what's happening and not so much about, am I, am I hitting every single hour? Because that's going to be a lot for you to, to manage and to micromanage. And the reality is, is that most individuals right now are not working eight to 10 hours completely nonstop. There's a lot of other circumstances that come into play now. Yeah, I think that's such a great point because it's just such a different work environment. And like we were kind of chatting before we started the call, there's just, you have more margin for certain things because you're not in the office, you're not in as many meetings. You might be on Zoom calls, but the the day-to-day, hour-by-hour just looks totally different in this time. And so 
managers, like you said, they need to be aware that it's, it's not going to be a systematic eight hours every single day. There's going to be some variation. And again, I love that point, quality over quantity. It's so great. Yeah. And I think that this is where, um, as a leader, empowering your team to empower themselves to figure out what's going to work for them to get these to get these tasks done. So, for example, you might have a team member that they have kids and maybe their spouse has to work in the morning from 8 to 12. Like there's no way out of it for them. So maybe that team member has to be with their kids from 8 to 12. But then from 12 to 5, their spouse is now taking care of the kids and they can work. So just like thinking about things like that and empowering them to figure out what's going to be their best trajectory for productivity. Yeah. And I, I love that. I think as the manager, it's totally their role to be flexible during this time. I think we all have to be adaptable and flexible in the role of that manager being, what can I do to make sure that my employee is set up for success? And so yeah. as managers, we have to be flexible during this time um, in order to accommodate the unique needs. Because like you said, every family, every individual, it's going to be really different with what they have going on. So absolutely. Um, piggybacking off of that, um, how do, how do you think uh, managers can go about maintaining that strong manager-employee relationship during this time? And I'll add on to that. How do they how do they manage performance during all this as well? Yeah, great question. Thank you. So I think now more than ever, like mentor sessions and support from you as a leader is so necessary because you have to recognize that when you are in an office or in a workspace, there's a number of different energies that are coming into that space. So as a leader, let's say maybe you're having a day that's a little bit under, you still have other personalities and energies that are contributing to the workspace and that are supporting one another. Well, right now we don't really have that. And so you need to create that energy virtually. So the best ways to support and to continuously engage in these relationships, I would say during this time today, my answer is balance. Okay, so engaging with your team, but in two ways one that has to do with the workspace, and one that is just simply support, simply making sure that your team is okay, simply you know, providing any support or necessary resources just to help them as an individual. I mean, if you come at them strictly with work, 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 and productivity, in some ways it can cripple your team and your employees because again, there's so many other things that are happening. It can create an overwhelmness. Um, it's going to be consumption overload, right? The stimulus is just going to be too much. And so I think that as a leader now is a really great time to exercise these people skills and knowing here's what we have to get done in order to help boost the company and move forward. And here are some things that I recognize you need as a team member just to help support you personally. And so definitely mentor sessions now more than ever. This is a great time to do one-on-one -on -one coaching or just connecting 15 minutes for each team member every week. Just give them a 15-minute slot where you guys check in one-on-one. -on -one. You can have a conversation. You could do Zoom, see how they're doing with work, see how they're doing personally, how can you support them. Another great way um, is just doing – and here's the thing is you have to remember that everyone is a different type of doer. Okay, so everyone's a different type of doer. And so figuring out what is the best way and what's the best support that they need. And we can't pigeonhole the whole team in one box. And so that's why these weekly mentor meetings are so important because everyone's going to need something a little bit different from you. Somebody might say, you know what, I need you to, I need more of an accountability partner because I'm not good on my own. Can you give me a team member that can be my accountability partner that maybe like we do 
every day we work like two hours just on Zoom together. So not directly, but like maybe we're just on Zoom and but we're working, but it feels like someone's in this space with us, right? So really figuring out what it is that each team member needs. And again, I think um, really bringing that balance of a combination of what needs to be done for work and then bringing in things that are humorous, that are positive, that can lighten the mood in order to con continue to create these relationships. I think now more than ever, this is where employees are either gonna respect or pull back from a company because yeah. they're gonna see how their leaders are working um, in times of crisis, right? And so we've already, we've already worked with a ton of clients that are like, after this is done, I'm looking for a new job because they are not handling this appropriately. I don't feel yeah. safe. I don't feel like there's communication. And we've also had vice versa where it's like, wow, my respect for my leader has gone through the roof because Maybe I didn't, you know, understand them before. And now in times of crisis, they are really pulling it together and they're bringing positivity and, and they are working really well with the team. And so I think this is a great opportunity for you to establish that. hundred percent. I fully agree. And even those little, little tricks, like you kind of alluded to, like, Hey, I need accountability. I'm used to working in groups, jump on a zoom call with one of your team members and you don't even have to be talking the whole time, but it's just having that human interaction and something we had talked about yesterday is this is a very pertinent time that we be, we, we recognize our humanness, meaning we are all in this thing. This is a unique facet that every single person is impacted by the coronavirus. It doesn't matter your background, your race, religion, ethnicity, like we're all being impacted. So I think an important to piggyback off of that and an important thing for managers to consider is, how am, I, how am I relationally connecting with my employees as humans during this time? Like you said, if it's just work, 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 the engagement piece is going to go down because these employees want to feel like you're being invested in them more than just the task that you're getting done, especially because there's so much going on outside of work. So I think that could look like, you know, asking just simple questions. How's your family doing? How are they handling all this? Uh, are you doing okay? You know, like we sometimes neglect the power of that simple question. Are you doing okay? Um, we had shared that interesting statistic yesterday, like 70% of an individual's engagement is driven by their manager. And so if the employee doesn't feel like their manager is supporting their specific needs, um, they're not going to feel super engaged and motivated to work. And like you said, that might just lead to them taking off when this thing kind of mellows out. And so now's a really important time for organizations to be driving engagement into driving organizational commitment because um when this thing tapers off people might be looking for for other work based off how the organization handled the situation yeah and and listen i'll be i'll be transparent it's not easy you know especially right. if you're the ceo of your nonprofit or you're the founder of your company or you're a lead manager or sales development there's a lot of pressure to make sure that financially the company doesn't go under Right? There's a lot of pressure to make sure that you're still bringing in income. And so I get it. Um, and they're just, you gotta, you gotta pull yourself in to find that balance. Even as myself, when I'm working with my team every week, I even have to put myself in check and realize, okay, I know that I, we still need to bring in income. I still need to make sure that they're producing results. But at the same time, like I have to, just like you said, Kevin, I have to make sure that I'm still keeping the humanity in this because the reality is, is that we are in a pandemic 
And now more than ever, we need to bring humanity together. And I can't, I can't lose that component because I'm so stuck in like, I got to bring in money for the company. We can't let the company tank. Right. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to do right now, but now more than ever, we have to do it. And I promise you that your team members will be more productive when you bring both in because they're going to know that you care about them and it's going to make them want to work harder for you and the company so that the company doesn't go under, so that the company does stay afloat, so that the company does get out of this trying time. Definitely. We were chatting yesterday. I was sharing, I'm, I'm in an organizational graduate program, organizational psychology, and I'm actually doing some research right now on this theory called leader member exchange, which is mm-hmm. focused on the idea of what is the relationship between the, the manager and the employee. Um, and my specific research is on that idea of how that impacts engagement. And we had kind of chatted yesterday, and I want to bring this up for managers to be cognizant of um, leader member exchange theory suggests that we as individuals, we don't always do it intentionally, but we form in groups and we form out groups with our employees. Those in group people might be people you're naturally drawn towards. They might be high performers um, or you just naturally connect with them a little bit better. And then you have your out group, which is the employees that um, you maybe don't jive with as well. Um, they're not performing at the top level. So it's harder for you to connect with them and support them. Uh, there's so much research, like I was kind of showing yesterday, that shows that, you know, the people that are in that in group are going to outperform those people that are in the out group exponentially because they have access to their manager. They form that relational equity Um they have support and resources and they're being checked in on. And now more than ever, because you're not just in the passing by of the office, managers need to be really aware of who's in their out group and how can they spend specific time with them and bringing them into the fold and make sure they feel connected and they're being communicated with. This is what's going on up top in the organization. These are the changes we are making. This is how this impacts you. Um, So just reminding all of our managers, be very cognizant of, you're talking to your whole team, not just to the people that you connect with naturally, but, but everybody. And I don't want to, I don't want to go too much off on a tangent, but you talked about leadership and then all <laughs> of a sudden my brain went, ding, ding, ding. so just really quick, you know, the greatest leaders are the, are the ones that aren't leading people that are easy to lead. Okay. And so I always take it back to education. It's like a great teacher is not a teacher that teaches to the kid that's in the front row that wants to learn. That loves to learn. It's the teacher that can reach the kid all the way in the back corner that's messing around, that's not engaged, and that doesn't have excitement to learn the subject. It's the exact same thing when it comes to leadership. It's like the true test of an impeccable leader is if you can lead and create transformation and inspiration in the team members that aren't motivated and the team members that you don't necessarily resonate with. These are, this is what we call the leadership challenge, and this is where true leadership comes in. Okay, you're not really exercising your full leadership muscle when you're leading people that already have great work ethic, that already have an innate intrinsic motivation, right? Being a great leader is finding it in other people that don't have it and then being able to seek and pull out that potential in them. Okay, that was my quick tangent. (laughs) I love it. That's a great point. We go leadership, your your brain's spinning. (laughs) Such a good point. Such a good point. Pivoting back towards kind of this remote work idea, what are what are some strategies and techniques that you've seen are effective for just helping people stay on task when they're working remotely? 
Yeah, so there's a couple things that I want to share here and, and a really great tool if you don't have it already. Um, the first, just to, you know, if you need people to clock in hours and you don't have a system or maybe financially you can't afford one right now, there's a really great program called Clockify. It's completely free. Any, and any amount of users, any amount of team members can hop on to Clockify and they can keep track of their hours and then you can see exactly what they're working on and how long they've been working on it. Okay, so this they can chunk it by task. It's a really, really great tool. And again, it's completely free. So Clockify is a great thing to help them be productive. I am a big fan of calendars, professional calendars. So really, so one of the, the biggest challenges is waking up every morning and then figuring out what am I doing today? Right. Okay, and before you know it, the day is gone and you didn't get anything done. And so creating a professional calendar, maybe on the Sunday night or the morning, that is full. Thank you um, for putting the link in the in the chat box, Dennis. Um, so, is creating a calendar for your week that is really um, pinpointing all the tasks that need to be done. And for me, I love to co color coordinate. Okay, so for example, everything that is in purple has to do with activities that where I'm a guest, right? So. In my calendar, I have one OC webinar. It's in purple because that's me coming on as a guest. After this, I have an interview with an Orange County uh, radio show. That's in purple. So I really color coordinate everything. Then everything in black is all of my to-dos. Like these must get done. So for example, I must submit payroll in black. I must send these emails in black. I must do a B, my team meeting is in black. Like these are non-negotiable things. Mm -hmm. Then everything that's in green is my creative stuff. So this week we're creating a course on well-being. So that's like, that's in green because I, that's in development. And I'm telling you, I have it broken down by the hour every wow. single day. Now, do I hit all of it? No, there's days where things happen and maybe I underestimated how much time I need on something. And so then I just move it over or I modify. But when I do complete it, I highlight it in gold. So I color, like I highlight the box. And I'm telling you that dopamine goes bling, 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 because yeah. <laughs> I all the highlighted boxes, I'm like, yes, this is how much I got done so today. Yeah. And then it makes the person feel more like empowered that, okay, they're like, this is working for me. So a professional a time management calendar for your task. And we actually have one with Rise Up For You that's completely free. I could send it to everyone and then just take it and use it for your team because it's really great for them to be able to visualize and see. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing that I would do is chunk, is chunk your time. So no, don't work four hours straight. I mean, unless you, you're, right. you're in the flow, you know, sometimes you're in the flow and you just work and before you know it, the time is done. But chunk your time. There's a really great tool called Egg Timer. And mm -hmm. Egg Timer is a link that you could put in, um, in your browser. And then you put how much time you want to work for before you take your next break. Okay, so maybe you put 90 minutes and then you work and then the bell will ring after 90 minutes and then say, take a break. And then maybe you take a 15 minute break and then you do it again. Uh, another great app is called Focus Keeper. It does the same thing. You can put in like how many um, hours you want to work and then what you want your break to look like. And then it'll send you a notification. Now it's time to take a break. So like these are cool little tools that you can use to help keep your team productive and just to stay on task. And then on like honestly, honestly, really empower and teach your team how to build a routine. Because the way you start your morning determines how your day is going to go. 
Okay. So I, I, this might sound really silly, but like the first thing is, is make your bed, like get up and make your bed. Do, do one simple task. That's like, this is my, this is my act of discipline. Right. And so I think that having a routine and sharing that with your team can be really great and, and it can add to their productivity. And one of the things that I kind of want to remind everybody of is that some of your team members, they need help thinking right now. Okay. And I'm not saying that in a degrading way. I'm saying that in some of your team members are just very overwhelmed and inundated with information and fear to tell you the truth. And so they need you to give them these solutions. Okay. And they need you to say, try this. They need you to give these small strategy and tips to them because they might be in a space where they can't even think clearly. Okay. And so one of the things that I love to do and I love to share with our community in regards to routine is there's five steps that they can implement that can really, really help that I'll share with you guys really quickly. Um, the first is silence. Okay. So I call it SHMG squared. Okay. So the first is silence. So just waking up and not filling your brain with anything. That means not reaching for your phone, not turning on the news to see how many cases of COVID-19 we have, not looking at the stock market, like literally just having silence. So going outside of your bedroom, maybe sitting on the couch for five minutes and without any distractions and just sitting there and let your mind do what your mind's gonna do, okay? But just sit there in silence. The second is happiness. So doing one thing in the morning that brings happiness to you, whatever it is, for me, happiness is my favorite cup of coffee, coffee with my Nespresso machine. So for me, I'll go have my cup of coffee and I drink that whole thing. And I, I don't know what it is, but it just makes me so happy. For others, it could be talking on the phone with your mom that's in a different state for five minutes. For somebody else, it could be doing like a power dance in the mirror. Like just something that makes you happy. Whatever that is, you get to decide. The third is mindfulness. Okay, so this is a great opportunity to practice like a little bit of meditation or really just doing diaphragmatic breathing. So that's three breaths in with your stomach and then releasing it and just practicing like creating space in your mind. And the fourth, this is the G squared, is doing something that brings growth to you in the morning. So for me, I love to listen to podcasts when I'm getting ready. So when I'm doing my hair, when I'm doing my makeup, I put on a podcast that can grow my mind. I put on TEDx Talks. I put on Oprah. I put on like Jay Shetty, some of these incredible people that I love to listen to. And the fifth one is gratitude. So before you jump into your day and start doing your work task, say something in the mirror that you're happy for, that, that you show gratitude for. I'm gratitude that I'm, you know, I have gratitude that I'm able to wake up in the morning. I'm grateful that I have my health right now during this time. Just one thing and then go to it. These little things in the morning, and I'll be honest with you, I do all of that in like a 45 minute period, right? These couple things in the morning can really make a difference. The first thing I do is make my bed, you know? And sometimes I don't want to, but then I tell myself, okay, how I start my morning is gonna determine how the rest of my day goes. And so just passing these little tidbits off to, to your team and to yourself if you need it as well. Yeah, I love it. Such, such great points. I mean, even going back to the making your bed thing, mm -hmm. it's if you wake up in the morning and you can complete at least one task, you're setting yourself up for success for the day. And so start thinking about those little, those little wins you can give yourself early on because those are going to empower you and propel you into your day, into the checklist of all the things you have to get done. Awesome. Um, and so many, I love that you made the point. So many of it's just our culture that 
you know, the first thing we do, or I should say, when we go to bed, we're, we're binging Netflix, we're on our phone, we're looking at the news, Instagram, and we're overstimulated, then we can't fall asleep. And then we wake up, first thing we do, we grab our phones, inundated, our boss is mad with us from, from different emails, I'm reading all these COVID cases, and we're just immediately, our limbic system's freaking out because we're just, yes. went from a, a place of rest to this place of just being fully, yeah, infiltrated with all this information that your, your brain and your body's not even ready for. Right. Um, so just piggybacking off of that, I, I would just echo all those things, like set up a morning routine that doesn't involve your phone and, and kind of prepare yourself before you even jump into work so that you're entering into that space charged and ready to go. And we were talking about, yes, you know, it's the famous phrase, win the morning, win the day. And this is, this is more important now than ever in setting up that routine and that structure, because the reality is all of our other structures have gotten taken away from us. You don't drive to work. You don't have those scheduled meetings. You don't have your workout class after work. You don't have your home group or study, whatever you're doing with your friends or your family, all that's been disrupted. So creating like a real structure, like you said, I think it's really important right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, it's totally, and it's true and it works. And, and I'm just going to echo what you just said, that when we wake up in the morning and we fill our brain with news and all these things, it subconsciously affects our energy for that day. We're a little bit more stressed than we normally are. We're on edge and we don't know why. So, all, so you have to remember, and I heard somebody say it brilliant, brilliantly the other day, it's like, when you go to bed, you have one person in bed with you or maybe your spouse. But when you're in bed and you open up your phone and you open up the news, you now invite thousands of different people in bed with you that wow. affect your energy and how you get up in the morning. Dang. That's so real. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we jump into the next question, we're kind of making our way through. I want to give everyone a, we're kind of covering a lot of different topics. I hope you're enjoying them. Um, if you have any questions, go ahead and throw them in the chat box. I love Erica, you know, highlighted silence, happiness, mindfulness, growth, and gratitude. Um, these are all practices that can really impact your mental health and your well-being. And, and I just want a disclaimer. Um, uh, Netta and I aren't just, this isn't just like woo-woo stuff. This is like science best practices yes. that actually will impact your productivity um, and your performance in your work. So I hope as you hear these things, you're, you recognize that this, this is real stuff that, that really will show up in your day-to-day. -day. Um, so yeah, if you have any questions, go ahead and throw those in the chat box, but we'll jump into the, into the next question. Um, I love this one. How do you maintain a positive organizational culture while being out of the office and support your team's well-being? We kind of touched on the team's well-being, but how do you maintain that culture so that when you come back into the workplace, people aren't stagnated and burned out? Yeah, thank you for this. I'm going to be honest with you. This has nothing to do with working remotely or being in an office. It's the same across the board. So team members want three things. Okay. And it, and it hasn't changed. They want support from the company they work for. They want to feel like there's a community in the company that they work for, and they want development in the company that they work for. Okay. These three things are not changing now because we're remotely. They just, or we're working remotely. They just look different. Okay, so how can we provide support? How could we create or maintain community? And how could we continue to develop our team even in this time when I don't see them every single day? And these are the three things that I want you to think about. So for right now, in regards to support, this is where, you know, calling your team, member, team members, having emails, incentives. So, and this is not work-related. So support is not work-related. This is 
what do you guys need right now? You know, if your company or your nonprofit is in a good space financially right now, or you're, or you're able to afford this, send everybody a digital gift card of $25 that they can use on groceries. Do you know what I mean? This is just one way of support. Send an email once or twice a week that is just positive that says, we're here with you. You know, we're here to support you. Like you're our number one priority is to make sure that we're in this together. Like these are the types of support that your team members need, right? Um, sending them information in regards to SBA, if you have clients that are companies, you know, like these are the things that we can do to help ensure that your team members or your clients feel like they're getting support for you. And it's a real simple reach out. Some of your team members, um, they need toilet paper. Buy a bunch of toilet paper and have it delivered to your team members or bring it into the office and do, you know, every hour somebody comes up and picks up a pack of toilet paper. Like these are small things that you can do that just show support in this time for right now. Okay. So that's the first thing is support. The second is still creating a community. So there's a couple things that you can do that you may be doing or that you may not be doing. But the first is doing like a digital happy hour, right? Or digital networking. So off hours, getting all your team members and saying, hey, bring a glass of wine and let's just talk and see how everyone's doing. Let's get to know each other on a personal level. Or bring a cup of coffee in the morning and you know, before we start our work day, let's just hop on and see how everyone's doing, right? So just a digital networking hour. I love the get to know your team. So I just posted um, a link on LinkedIn about getting to know your team and doing like a team spotlight. So creating some fun and lightheartedness during this time, having a team member, like every week, you can do two to three team members where they record a 30 second video. It says what their name is, what division they're in or what their role is. And then three things that you wouldn't know by looking at them. Okay. And then you take that 30 second video and you put it in email and it's just a team spotlight. We're getting to know our team members. Here's a team spotlight. And now you have the video of that team member. So for example, my name is Netalina Nasserdeen. I'm the CEO and founder of Rise Up For You. Three things you wouldn't know about me. I broke my nose three times. I climbed Mount Fuji in a typhoon. And I'm a whole plant-based vegan. Send it off. Now, that's fun because people can then relate to one another as a team in ways that they wouldn't have done before because maybe it was too professional or you didn't have the time. And these are ways of connecting your team and kind of keeping the culture fun and uplifted during this time of uncertainty and scarcity and fear, okay? This is a great opportunity to also create new leaders in your company, okay? So finding some of these individuals that maybe have been taking a back seat and give them a leadership role that's in charge of creating like connective groups, okay? So bringing on new leaders and saying, you're gonna be in charge of creating fun activities that we can do this week. Maybe next week you have a new leader. You're going to be in charge of creating a socializing hour this week and see what they do and see what they come up with. But it's a great opportunity to see how creative your team members are and giving them a little bit of power during this time so that they can help you bring the team together. So that's community, just some ways for community. Um, and then the other thing that I put down is the development piece. So people want development and they want growth. And even now people want it and they need it. So they're saying right now that like online courses and webinars, I mean, they're jumping through the roof because team members and individuals are taking the time to like learn a new skill or maybe do a passion project that they didn't, uh, they didn't have time to do before. 
or maybe like reflecting on what their next steps are as a professional in your company. And so I think that this is a really great opportunity to send them resources where they can get developed. And, you know, hint, 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 one of the challenges that we have as companies is that people say, oh, we can't afford this. We can't afford training. We can't afford to send all of our team members to this class. Well, do you know how much free stuff is out there right now that you can send the link to your team and say, this is a great training session. This is a great way to develop and you don't have to pay for it. So capitalize on the opportunities that are happening right now that are completely free. So I know, Kevin, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but Rise Up For You just launched a whole success club. It's a six-week program that's live and interactive with our instructors, completely free for working professionals. And it's covering everything from soft skills to technical skills in the workforce. So like these are the kind of things that you can find that are free. Yale just launched a well-being course that's completely free. It has almost a million people that have signed up for it. So take the opportunity to send these links to your team to help them continuously develop. Yeah, those are such great points. And those three kind of pieces are definitely what all associates are looking for across the board. And I love that idea of uh, finding development opportunities because that is going to be such a driving factor in your engagement. Um, and we do, we have to get really creative. So as you think about maintaining your, your organizational culture, that culture derives from your values. So look at your values during this time and figure out how do we want to live out our values in this particular time period? Like those three principles are the same, but we are in a different context. We are in a different time. So get creative. Like Netta said, figure out, you know, is it a coffee chat with your coworker on Zoom? Is it a happy hour? Whatever it is, there's there's so many different creative strategies. So I love all those things. Mm -hmm. um, we had a couple questions coming in. I think this is a great one. We are on Zoom or go to meeting all the time now. Mm -hmm. How many Zoom check-in meetings for all staff a week is too many? I think if you're doing more than two, that has to do with the entire staff. That's uh, that's driven, uh, company driven. That's too much. So definitely, you're going to want to do one at the beginning of the week just to set the tone for the week. Okay. And then honestly, I would say that you can probably get away with that. If anything, you can do a, front, a Friday meeting, right? And this is where you can do like the networking meeting with, you know, bring your favorite drink or whatever. And just, and it's just a recap. Okay. So Monday in the morning to set the tone of the week. And then a Friday zoom, like around four 30, you know, bring a glass of wine, bring your coffee, bring your water, whatever. And let's just see how everyone was this week. Any challenges, anything that you need from us that we can provide for the following week. Because you might have your team members go through the whole week and then on Friday they're like, we couldn't get anything done because A, B, C, and D. That gives you the weekend to work on it and come back Monday and then we implement. I love that. I think that bookend approach, you're starting at the beginning of the week with the meeting, closing the week out with the meeting, you have connection on both sides and you get to hear, you know, we weren't able to do this this week. There was these technical issues. We need your support here. And you, you have some time to think through that. That's great. Yeah. Um, we had... Pam said, how do we find those free resources? Um, Netta will be sending um, those in the chat or we'll also be emailing them to you after this call. Yeah. For some of those free resources. I just plopped in the uh, six week program that's for free, the link. Um, but I will also send Kevin the link to the Yale course that's on you know, just the science of happiness and well-being, which a lot of team members can probably use. Um, and then I plopped in the link and we could talk a little bit more about the, the club a little bit later as well. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll make sure to include all of that in the email following up with you guys. 
One of C is also doing a bunch of free webinars. We have our resource page on our website too, which has honestly 50, 60, 70 different webinars you can take. And then we also offer a ton of different online training, some of which is free right now. So um, I'll include all the, the links in there for you guys. Cause this okay. is like Nana said, this is such a rich time for professional development because you need staff that are acquiring new skills as we navigate, you know, especially in the nonprofit space, fundraising, you know, how are you managing your teams, but really like, around the financial space there needs to be a lot of training and there's a lot out there that's available to your associates so i'll make sure to include some of that um in the follow-up email absolutely yes all right for kind of one of the last few questions um again going back to that that human side um this is for managers for employees for everyone many of us are in a fearful time you know we wake up with that kind of subtle anxiety or stress or it's just, it's just in the air because our, our routines and our normal days have been disrupted. What can people do to kind of overcome that fear and stay focused during this time? So the first thing that I, that I want to say to, to everyone that's here as a leader is communicate as much as possible. Because one of the reasons why we have a lot of fear out there right now is because no one really knows what's going on. No one really knows what's going on financially. No one really knows what the symptoms of COVID-19 are and how do we know we have, like there's just a lot of uncertainty that, that's happening and, and that's where fear comes in. So the more that you can communicate with your team about what's going on, the better, because that keeps your team members from guessing and creating stories in their mind that could potentially take them down a rabbit hole of more and more fear. Even if you don't know what's going on, communicate that. Because at least that still brings some assurance and some like hope and positivity that their leaders are going to be communicating and lead them in the right direction. So it's completely okay to say to your team, we're in an uncertain time. We're not sure exactly what's going on, but we promise you that we're going to communicate as effectively as we can every step of the way. That one sentence or line is going to bring assurance to your team members. So when there's no communication, that's where more fear creeps in and then that's when things can get out of control. So try to communicate as much as possible and infuse inspiration into that. So if you don't have good news, try to put something positive in it. Try to say, we understand it's a tough time right now. We're here with you. We're feeling the same thing that you're feeling. We're gonna do our best to support you. We're gonna do our best to make sure that we stay together as a team. Like this is where the inspiration has to come in along with the communication. That's the first thing. The second thing is helping your team reframe. So I know we're hearing a lot of, oh, we're in quarantine. We're put in lockdown. Trying to reframe these words of quarantine and lockdown to isolation for self-reflection, for productivity. These are, these are better words and helping them reframe the mindset. So, you know, trying to say, hey, you're not in quarantine, but you're in isolation so that you can self-reflect. We're in isolation so that we can be more productive. We're in isolation so that we can reconnect with our family and our friends and humanity. And just reframing that alone. I mean, I had an epiphany today when I was getting ready. It's like every year I travel out of the country to Thailand, Norway, Japan, all these different countries to self-isolate and reflect. Wow. <laughs> and I, this morning I was like, I don't need to do that this year, do I? I don't need to go to a different country to get away and self-isolate. I can use this time of being at home to do the same thing, to, to turn inwards, to figure out what my next steps are, to understand like, what are my next, you know, what's my 2.0 action plan once I get out of quarantine and your team can do the exact same thing 
if you help them reframe it. But again, you have right now we're in a time where you need to help your team reframe their mindset and their ideas. They might not be able to do it by themselves. Yeah, that's such a great point. And it's crazy how even the language you're using around this, of you know, being in quarantine or being in lockdown, that word lockdown as such a schema associated with it. It feels like prison, you know? That's what you hear. Oh, I'm in lockdown. I'm in jail. Yeah. Um, so how can we kind of reframe our language as leaders and as managers, not to be in denial of the situation, but to be optimistic and to be encouraging and using language that actually lets people like, hey, we're going to be all right. Because the reality is as a manager, you assume a leadership position. People are looking to you not just for how you do your technical job, but how to, how you're going to lead them in this organization in this time. And so, um, yeah, over communicating, like you said, this is where we're at and it's okay to be transparent. Obviously when it's lonely at the top sometimes and you can't communicate everything, but for those of you that are in senior leadership positions, this, this is a time to be transparent and to be honest with what's going on. Um, because like Netta said, that ambiguity or the uncertainty is what creates that fear. And so the more communication we can have now, the better. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Before we jump into our last bit of Q&A, do you want to tell us a little bit more about um, the new program you recently launched, Netta, and the yeah. resources that people can, can listen to and jump on today? Thank you so much for that. Yeah, so, you know, we understand in the workforce that it takes the combination of not only the technical skills, but the soft skills. And now more than ever, these soft skills are needed because, Soft skills is that emotional and social intelligence, the ability to adapt, the ability to have intrinsic motivation to be productive. I mean, this is where we're seeing the soft skills really come into play. And so we just launched two days ago, the Rise Up For You Success Club. It's completely free. It's a six week program. And there's gonna be three live sessions every single week. There's a whole library of resources and it's a fusion of both the technical skills for your career and soft skills. So we're gonna be talking about things like career confidence, um, how to use video in order to enhance your company, uh, public speaking tips, so how to speak not only in the public, like in a presentation format, but on video, in a podcast. We're gonna be talking about company branding, sales tips and, and development, career confidence. So we're really merging the two, as well as mental health, well-being, emotional and social intelligence. So this is a perfect opportunity to develop your team completely free and it's not automated. So everything is alive. And so they'll be working with Rise Up For You team members and coaches and instructors. So they'll have that connectivity. And we already have community members from around the world. So it's a great space for your team members to connect with other people and potentially create more lead generation, who knows? So yeah, the link is in the bio and it's completely free, six weeks. And we hope that you guys can, can join us. Awesome, thank yeah. you, Nana. Well, if you, we'll give you guys another minute before we log off, but if you, if you have any questions for either of us now related to any of this, you know, how do you manage your remote workforce, how to maintain that employee engagement during this time, um, maintain that emotional and psychological health while we're in uh, quarantine, not a uh, lockdown, um, go ahead and put those in the chat box. We'll give you a minute to do that right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I just want to reiterate, you know, thanks for having me here. I think that it's really important. And, um, you know, it's interesting because for so long, we've been talking about artificial intelligence. What are we going to do when AI hits? What are we going to do when AI hits? How is the workforce going to adapt? 
Well, little did we know that a pandemic was going to come by and completely do the, the opposite. And, and now we have no choice but to adapt, right? right? So in some ways, this is taking the fear out of artificial intelligence because now we know how to adapt. We know and we're learning what we need to do in a remote workspace. Totally. It's, no one, no one could have predicted it besides Bill Gates. Somehow that man had some insight yeah. into this whole thing. Um, but yeah, it's forcing us. It's forcing the workforce to, to adapt really quickly. And um, especially I'd say in the nonprofit space, we've always kind of been a little behind technology wise. And we're having to, to catch up to speed and we're having to learn how to, to leverage these tools in a way that we probably wouldn't have if we didn't have this challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I think there's a question here from, from Dennis. Um, if you don't mind Kevin, me reading it, it Go just popped it. up. Besides Zoom, do you recommend other meeting software for nonprofits? Um, Zoom, uh, Google Hangouts is a great place as well. Um, Teams in Microsoft is great. Those are the three that I'm a, a huge fan of. I really love Zoom because it's you can have a free platform. Um, or I think it's like 14 bucks a month and you can you have all these capabilities to do with it. But Zoom, Google Hangouts, uh, Microsoft Teams. I don't know. Do you have any other suggestions, Kevin? Yeah, those are all great. We, uh, yeah, Zoom, I know you can do 40 minutes for free. And then after that, they kick you out if you're not paying for it. But I know WebEx um, from Cisco, they have unlimited call time. And you can have as many people on there. And it's really easy, super user friendly. So we've been recommending that to all of our nonprofits. Yeah. And um, if you want to go this way, you could even create a Facebook group for your company, you know, and have them log on to Facebook and do a live stream you know, where, where you can talk with them. That's one opportunity of just if you're hosting the meeting by yourself. Um, but yeah, there's some different things out there that you can use for sure. Yeah. And in terms of communication tools, we kind of touched on it, but Microsoft Teams, if you already have the Microsoft suite kind of purchase for your nonprofits included in that, um, if you don't, Slack is a great resource as well. Um, I think you can have up to 50 or 100 different people on it before they charge you yes. in different channels and all that. So totally recommend Slack. Um, but as much face-to-face conversation as you can have like this, where you're seeing people's face, the more connection you're going to have during this time. So definitely like in, in communicating little tasks and just chatting, use a a messenger app like that, but try and set up those intentional face-to-face calls if you can. Definitely. Definitely. Well, Netta, thank you so much for jumping on this with us and, um, for providing all your insight. We really appreciate it. And 1OC is super thankful for the partnership with Rise Up For You. And thanks so much, Nana. We really appreciate it. Wonderful. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much and stay safe out there. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast, a special episode led by 1OC. If you're new to the podcast, if you're not familiar with Rise Up For You, check us out. Head over to riseupforyou.com. Learn more about the great work that we're doing, not only in the United States of America, but internationally, globally. We'd love to support you. We'd love to stand by your side and support your company, your team, and your personal professional growth. So again, check us out, riseupforyou.com. And don't forget to grab your freebie. Super simple. If you text Rise Up For You, all one word, to the phone number 797979, then you will get a free Rise Up For You success kit filled with tools, resources, podcasts, interviews to help support you and your team. Enjoy, and we will see you next time.